0: All right, Bama Nation, you've made it through fall camp. Game week next week for your Crimson Tide. You're rocking and rolling right here. In my own words, how to show up in the streets, covering your Bama football news on the Friday. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing you the show from Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. Be sure to hit that subscribe button right now. Also, get that, give us that thumbs up. Hit that like button. Make this your show. Network, platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Turn all of those notifications on hit that little bell so that way you miss nothing on bama football we got you covered here on facebook and twitter streaming to you the show and we got a great one tonight a little bit later on we'll be joined by my man chris franklin who covers the philadelphia eagles for nj.com the eagles had joint practices this week with the miami dolphins jalen hurts to a of a lot to dive into there We'll catch you with my man Chris on that. But we want to hear from you, the excited fans of Bama football. We're eight days away. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358 want to hear from you that daily super chat Go, $75 daily super chat goal we got jimmy bring it here cash money fucking clay with that 50 dollar donation getting us started here on a friday appreciate the love there from jimmy clay dancing steven does as well as he is on the desk getting down to business as usual but we hop in the nut right now topic number one here in the conversation and uh, people you know Alabama's got a one-two punch at running back they got an elite one-two duo here combination that's going to be entertaining to watch in the fall and I'm referring to Jameer Gibbs and Jace McClellar. now in the Nick Saban era at Alabama Crimson Tide has always been able to put together a solid one-two punch a solid duo, a solid combination, a solid, exceptional, fun, thunder, and lightning, if you will. And while these two backs here, McClellan and Gibbs, uh, may not necessarily be known as power backs, they pack some punch, they pack some pow, uh, these two guys looking like the one-two. These two guys, the thunder and lightning. These two guys, the dynamic duo here for Alabama, when you look at this upcoming season. Now, yes, the Crimson Tide will work in Roydell Williams. Yes, they'll work in Trey Sanders. Possibly we could see some opportunities for Emmanuel Henderson and Jamarian Miller. But the key thing here is, now, whoever's got the hot hand between Gibbs and McClellan, Alabama will lean more so, more so toward as we go deeper and deeper, or when we go deeper and deeper to the season. But at the start of it, Now, you got this dynamic one-two punch here of Gibbs and McClellan. And Jace in particular, the junior from Alito, Texas, he spoke to reporters on Thursday. I believe it was his first time speaking to the media. It probably wasn't, but maybe it was his first time speaking to reporters. And he spoke on, hey, I'm back. I'm back at 100%. I'm back like I never left. I'm back like I wasn't injured. McClellan looks really good. He went through a grueling rehab process with Coach Jeremy Giselle, who is the Director of Rehabilitation at Alabama. Of course, Coach Giselle and Coach uh, Jeff Allen, head athletic trainer, sports doctor, team doctor. They work closely with each other. When he was not doing the rehab, uh, uh, McClellan was with Brad Lester, former Auburn standout, who has the Speed Genius facility over there in Atlanta and Jace was getting work done there, but he says he's back at 100%. And he described the moment he knew he was back, and that was uh, during the second scrimmage, he was able to uh, maintain his balance, have his footing, be explosive, go through the movement. You know, he just felt like, I'm back to where I once was. Able to move, able to cut, able to have a burst, able to be explosive, able to catch the ball out the backfield, able to be agile. He felt like, okay, I'm old, me again. I'm moving, I'm cutting, I'm working, I'm gliding, like I'm old, me again. And uh, Coach Saban actually – said these words prior to uh, McClellan confirming them, talking about how during the second scrimmage, Jace was able to make a lot of guys miss, looked very explosive, broke a lot of tackles, got the speed, uh, got the versatility. So Saban was very pleased to see McClellan back to his pre-injury form there. And this is big because, like I mentioned, you don't necessarily think of Gibbs and McClellan as power backs but McClellan talked about it Gibbs brings the speed I add the power and just hearing Jay say that has me really excited about this season to see how these two will complement each other how these two will enhance each other how these two uh, will make each other better as players because we know what they can give us as receiving options. We know they have burst and acceleration and speed hitting the holes, and once they reach that second and third level of a defense, they're gone. And we know these guys can do just different things as players, but to see how they will complement one another in terms of how it relates to being on the field, that's going to be fun to watch. And like I mentioned, since 2008, you know, Alabama's had some fun one-two punch, punches at running back. 08, we all remember Glenn Coffee and Mark Ingram. That was great. It's outstanding. 2009 to 2010, we remember Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson. Boy, that was phenomenal. 2011 gave us Trent Richardson and Eddie Lacy. 2012 gave us Eddie Lacy and TJ Yeldon. 2014 gave us TJ Yeldon and Derrick Henry. And then 2015 throughout. You just had kind of just multiple guys just in there. I know 2015 was one of the outlier years because Derrick Henry had to kind of do it all, do it all himself. And then last year it was mostly Brian Robinson doing it all himself. I know 2020, you know Brian Robinson got some carries in there, but Najee Harris was kind of the main featured guy. So 2014 was kind of the last year where you had a true one-two punch versus everybody else just kind of just trying to rotate in multiple, with you no know, three and four and five bags like it's been in recent years. So, Alabama getting back to that true one-two punch, that true duo, when you look at Jace McClellan and Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs has been phenomenal all offseason since he's been here. From spring ball, everybody's been talking about him. Now with McClellan, back full strength, full goal, full health, Feel like myself again, 100%. Going to be outstanding to watch with these two do here coming up in uh, this season, which begins next week for your Crimson Tide. We take our first break here on the show on Touch That Down. We're just getting started to put our return. We sit down with my man, Chris Franklin of NJ.com and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the joint practice with the Dolphins how's Chang and Hurts looking how's Devontae Smith looking we'll get to it after this you're watching
1: In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith brought to you by We Owned the Fourth Quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. throw them foes up
0: all right baby we're back in from the break tgif edition of the show on a friday in my own words george truly stephen smith touchdown alabama folks you've made it through fall camp next week game week for your crimson tie looking at utah state on monday the show is going to be crazy because what happens monday that depth chart comes out on monday so so much excitement to get to on next week, but appreciate you guys checking us out. Jimmy Clay with a $25 donation the Super Chats. So that $75 donate, that $75 Super Chat Go. Danny Go has been fulfilled. Appreciate you, the Alabama fans, helping us out here on the show. But right now, we go to the In My Own night Hotline. We pick up a good friend of the show covering the Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com. The Eagles had joint practices this week with the Miami Dolphins. We bring in the man with the plan, my man Chris Franklin. Chris, what's going on? Hey, Steven. what's going on, man? How you doing
3: tonight?
0: Doing great, Chris. Happy to have you in here talking some Jalen Hurts, some Devontae Smith, some Philadelphia Eagles as they prepare to start their NFL season coming up next week as well, if I'm not mistaken there. So starting this thing off here with Jalen Hurts, it just seems like... Nick Sirianni is becoming more and more impressed with this young man as he takes the field. The Eagles have the joint practices with the Miami Dolphins, and Jalen had some really strong moments out there, but there was one particular practice where Sirianni just said that this is the best practice I've seen him have since I've been here. So in your opinion, in what ways has Hurts been able to really sort of impress his head coach and taking those steps into his second year as a starter, but third year overall as a quarterback?
3: I think he's just showing a better grasp of the scheme and taking what the defense gives him. I think the best thing that he's done right now, you know, especially when you're a younger quarterback, is you think you have to make the bigger play downfield and you think you have to throw it like 40 yards or try to make something when there's nothing there. But what I've seen from Hertz, especially over the course of his training camp and especially when it came to Wednesday, was – he was taking down the check downs to his running backs, to his tight ends in ten to fifteen yards, and that allowed the defense to start having the Dolphins' defense start having to adjust a little bit. They started to come up a little bit and try to stop taking that away. And then next thing you know, you see a thirty-yard pass play downfield to Devonta Smith as well. So, I think overall he, he's got. I think he's more comfortable being in the schemes. The first time he's been with the same type of offense and same terminology since he was in high school, so he's starting to show right now
0: absolutely so chris as we look at just now just the eagles in particular with hurts you know what 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 could what is philadelphia lacking right now that maybe is keeping Jalen Hurts from uh, taking that next possible step there because I know uh, during the uh, joint practices there were some issues there with the offensive line guys banged up guys injured and what have you but just in your opinion do you see anything that could uh, maybe hinder Hurts from taking that next step there that he wants to take in terms of proving the critics wrong
3: I think everything's uh, is the onus is all on Hurts right now I think when you look at even with the uh cam jurgens playing center now and then he had, uh, landon, he, you had a landon though he uh walked off the field didn't didn't uh he had a rest day on thursday but when you have them in there i think the all of us you have the offensive line which is one of the best in the nfl you've got a.j brown now so you and you have devonta smith in another year who's looked a lot like he's looks even better than he did last year and you had the tight end stuff so, so and they got the running backs getting to interchange so i think all the pieces are there now it's just up for Jalen to show that hey you know what I'm comfortable. I, I want to be part of that top-tier quarterback. I want to sh- prove everybody wrong. I want to get that long-term deal, and he's just going to go out there and prove it now.
0: Has to go out there and prove it. We got Chris Franklin of ENJ.com covering the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're just checking out the show here on a Friday. So, Chris, as we move you to the wide receivers, you brought up Devontae Smith, and I know he's got the addiction with the Wawa Sandwiches. He talked about that. But he he has seemed to bulk up his to have bulked up his body a bit more. I mean, uh, I mean, what has impressed you with how he has gone about making even more improve? I mean, he had a great rookie season. But what has impressed you about this training camp he's been on, uh, the joint practices he's had, uh, and getting ready for year two as a pro?
3: I think when it comes to the contested amount of contested catches, and, and it's hard to believe that because even though Devonta Smith had a reputation for being a good router, I think he's gotten even better. He's gotten even more detailed with some of that stuff. Beforehand, you he he saw a little bit early last season, you know, he was getting off pushed off route by some cornerbacks, and even, and even uh, James Bradbury. Seemed to have his number back last year when he was with the Giants because he was doing stuff to throw him off routes a little bit, and I think he's worked on it a little bit more. I think he's gotten more experience with that, and I think AJ Brown's helped him out a little bit too in the fact that you know he's given him his his some some tips as well too. And it was cool to see. You saw this earlier on during uh, Wednesday's practice. You saw uh, AJ Brown didn't he wasn't part of it, but you saw he was taking him aside, showing him little things in and out, how to move in, move out, and different breaks on that stuff too. So. I think overall, that combination of stuff, and in, in just, you see, firstly, I think he's one of the hardest working wide receivers I've seen, young wide receivers I've seen a little bit. So you add factor all that stuff together and you start to see this product come together and it should be a, a good season for him.
0: Last quick one here, if we can. We got Chris Franklin here, NJ News, or NJ.com covering the Eagles. Chris, so in your opinion, in what games would it take this season for the Eagles for Jay and Hurts to show he is one of those top tier quarterbacks one of those rising top tier quarterbacks are, are, are there a few games that you will have your eyes on this season uh where you're thinking Jay and Hurts has got to ball this game uh, if he wants to show the nation he's a top tier quarterback
3: oh well, yeah there's, there's there's four games I'd probably point out to two of them are against the Cowboys you know this team has lost the last three to the Cowboys and their division rivals, and they're the team that if they want to get the host a home playoff game, they have to show that hey, you know what, we can we can split at least a series this year. So I think he needs to show that he can do well. I'm sure, pretty very sure that he wants to erase that uh, last uh, the memory from going down there to Arlington and uh, that Monday night game where Eagles got trailed. I'm very sure he and, and the team are motivated to get that. But then there's a stretch in I believe it's this is November December where they have to play the Packers and they have to play. The Titans, and you got two teams you, go, you want to see head to head. You're going against probably one of the top two or three quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers. You want to see how he matches up going. you basically going to put points, a lot of points on that board because Aaron Rodgers
0: Absolutely. is really going
3: cool. to fight to Yep. <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, the, the Titans who uh, themselves, the former number one seed, I think, this is going to be tough too. So those are the four games I'm looking at. He is Chris Franklin, folks, covering the
0: Philadelphia Eagles for NJ.com, talking some Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and uh, the games he wants to see Hurts really dominate in to show he could be a rising, uh, emerging top-tier quarterback in the NFL. Chris, as always, man, we appreciate you taking time to be with us, man. Take care of yourself, be good, and uh, enjoy the Eagles football this season.
3: Thanks, man. You have a good weekend now, Stephen. enjoy the Alabama stuff.
0: Absolutely. Chris Frank on NJ.com, talking to those Eagles, Jalen Hurst, Devontae Smith, among other things. We're going to go to break right here, folks. Don't touch that doubt. When we come back, we're going to you. Get to those phone lines. Ring those phones. We're taking your conversations, your calls up next. Game week is next week. Get fired up about your tide. We get to you after this. All right now, folks, eight days away. Julio Jones, John Mechie, Christian Harris, Josh Jacobs, days away from Alabama football taking on uh, Utah State next week, Saturday, September 3rd, 6.30 p.m. Central time. Checkoff from Brian Denny. SEC Network will have the call. You've made it through fall camp. Guys, shout out my man, Big Bill. Bill from New York with that $5 donation in the Super Chats. Dance and Steven appreciates that as well. But right now, we go to the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205 4. number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name, and where you calling from? You are live on the show, caller. We lost that call, unfortunately, but... 205-448-1358 number to call in 205-448-1358 want to hear from you and John we did it baby we did it John we made it through fall camp today was the final fall camp practice for Alabama made it through fall camp and the good news is or the great news is and I'm gonna knock on wood hopefully this happens going into game week we got through fall camp No serious injuries on defense. Thank goodness. Whole defense healthy throughout the entire fall camp. Whole offense, for the most part, healthy. The only hiccup there, you know, Joe Joe Earl will be out six to eight weeks at wide receiver with a foot fracture. He'll be back, you know, first week of October. So, you know, Bama, fall camp, did good. Kept guys healthy. Thank goodness. We're gonna go to this phone call right here. You're alive on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
2: Well, my name is uh, Senator Hines, but everybody calls me Coach Smooth, and uh, I'm calling from uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, man. And uh, my my reason for calling is uh, I'm so excited and and ready to uh, go into demolish Utah State next Saturday in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And uh, I just want to tell y'all, Alabama fans all across the world, all across Alabama, all across this country, um, fret not because what you see Saturday will not be a fluke. Um, what you see Saturday will not be a, a, a glimpse. This is what exactly what you're going to see, if not better, for the rest of the season. Steven, can I get an amen? Hey, praise the Lord. Pass the cup around. Now, now 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 listen here Stephen. See because see, now y'all done woke me up and y'all done gotten started because we we eight we got eight days away and, and Julio Jones wore number eight. And if I if I recall, Stephen, when I played high school basketball uh uh fall or winter of two thousand seven, uh we were playing uh Julio and them in the in the high school playoffs and the, and the ball came off the room and bruh came and had a nasty putback on us. I feel like that's what we're about to do to college football this year. We're going to show out like Julio did against my squad in the state uh, playoff, basketball playoffs, and um, we're going to have a putback season. season. Like, I promise you. We, Steven, I feel like this team is so dedicated to proving to themselves, not to the country, but to themselves, that they are going to be the best team under Nick Saban ever. under uh, Best team in Alabama history. I think this team can do it. The defensive stats that Georgia set last year, I believe our schedule is set up for us to be able to compete with those numbers this year. Offensively, I don't think it's going to take long for our wide receiver group to, to get up to speed and be the next four horsemen group. I don't think the offensive line going to struggle. I think, I think we have just enough questions to where when they come out and dominate, it, it's going to be surprising to some. But anybody that knows football knows how Alabama recruit when it comes to those trenches. So I'm I'm excited, Stephen. I'm excited like like no other man. I'm, I promise you. And I'm just glad to see that you know all the just like you said a couple weeks ago. Everybody stay calm with the recruiting. That 2023 class that we got coming is about to we about to turn some more heads. I, I've been hearing some crazy news, Steven. I don't see how all these guys are going to come to Bama and stay. Honestly, that's the only thing bad about Dominate recruiting. recruiting. Um, you just you just wonder how all this talent is going to come at the same time and stay and really fulfill what their goals and aspirations are, and that's to get on the field. You know, you don't have a lot of five-star, four-star guys that want to just come and go to school. So um, I'm going to just excited, Steven. Kickoff kick off next week. Man, I don't know what else to say. I'm just excited. I appreciate y'all taking my call, man. Shout-out to the Blue Ridge gang, man. Roll Tide, everybody. Next week, we're going to get into all the good football talk. We're going to break it down some more. Steven, I already know you got the lineup. And, uh, man, I'm happy, bro. Roll Tide, man. Have a good night.
0: Absolutely. Senator Hines calling in, getting us started here on a Friday. And what has me excited right now, Eric Wolford. I mean, Coach Saban made tremendous hires this offseason. Joe Cox has been great with tight, Awesome. Travaris Robinson with cornerbacks, knocked down the park. Coleman Hutzler with outside linebacks and special teams, he's been A-1. But Eric Wolford has been the name Saban's talked about all off-season long, this dude got this offensive line ready. This is a this is a nasty, mean junkyard dog offensive line. Watching Eric Wolfer, I'm getting vibes of Joe Pendry. I'm getting vibes of Jeff Stoutman. This is awesome. I mean, it, it, Saban has been talking about Wolfert throughout the entire fall camp. Tremendous hire by Alabama. This guy. Whew, Outstanding. I mean, I can't even have an adjective right now to describe him. Uh, that's how good Eric Wolford has been as an addition here to Alabama in terms of the offensive line. But you guys continue to get your thoughts in here. 205-448-1358. That's 205-448-1358. Kind of cool topic right here. Um, Desmond Howard, former college football, you know, great Michigan alum, you know Heisman Trophy winner and his heyday. Uh, he is continuing the build-up to the Alabama-Texas A&M matchup, which is set for Saturday, October eighth, in Tuscaloosa. Desmond Howard today was on ESPN's Get Up, and the question was: You know which team poses the biggest threat to Alabama? Which team is the biggest threat to the Crimson Tide's national championship hopes and dreams? And some people felt like. No, desmond howard being a big 10 guy he would choose ohio state right he does not he says texas a&m is the biggest threat and the reason why he said texas a&m knows they can beat alabama they know they are mentally better than alabama in the trenches Uh, they know that he brings up you know devon a chain uh, their running back who you know uh, desmond howard says home run hitting back can beat you between the tackles can beat you on the perimeter Can beat you in the passing game. Can beat you in a variety of different ways. And then he said all that stuff that Nick Saban said about Jimbo Fish was going to add more fuel to the fire. So according to Desmond Howard, he's saying Texas A&M, the biggest threat to the Crimson Tide. Boy, this October 8th matchup can't get here fast enough because uh, I remember Will Anderson, Bryce Young, and and, uh, Jordan Battle said at SEC Media Days in Atlanta that business – will be handled on October 8th. All three of those young men, they heard the comments Jimbo Fisher said about their coach. Seven-time national champion Nick Saban. And all three of those men, business, will be handled on October 8th. People, get your popcorn ready for that day right there. But we're going to take another break here, folks. Don't touch that down because upon our return, I'm going to get into this. There was an argument that there was debate that happened on an ESPN show and one guy just said that Nick Saban is not the GOAT of college football. I'm about to react to his statement. You don't want to miss it. Be back after this.
1: You know what we do with the start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four Bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your Four Finger Bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama.
0: All right, people, we're eight days away from Alabama football. Can you feel the love? Can you feel the excitement? Can you feel the anxiety a little bit? I mean, hey, right now, I'm pumped. I'm juiced. Can't wait the next week. That depth chart's going to come out. We're going to be rocking with shows all next week. But appreciate you guys checking us out on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Hottest show on the streets covering your Crimson Tide. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got to remind you guys of tdaware.com. It's TDAware.com. So, for all of your swag, assault, drip, clothing, cultural, fashion needs, check us out. TDAware.com. We got your gear right here for you. Go ahead, get that gear today. Fall camp done. Get that gear. If you still want to wait to September 3rd, the season opener between Bama Utah State next week, you can get the gear then also. But continue showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at TDA. It's be in tdaware.com. But going from uh, what Desmond Howard said to what another ESPN guy said, John, I, I don't watch First Take much anymore at all. And uh, there's a reason why I don't watch it as much at all now. But... I caught a clip of it the other day and uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo, native New Yorker, had a couple was in a debate with Stephen A. Smith to which, you, you know how the whole room is quiet and you got that one kid smacking on potato chips and you really don't know why he's smacking on potato chips and it just throws everything off? That's what I felt when Chris Mad Dog Russo spoke the other day. So, the conversation he had with Stephen A over debate that being was, you know, who is the greatest college football coach of all time? And quite naturally, people would say, oh, no doubt it's Nick Saban, right? It's gotta be Nick Saban. The longevity, what he's been able to do, how he's been able to win, the championships, the percentage, winning percentage, how he's changed the game of college football. I mean, quite naturally, people would say it's Nick Saban. Prince Russo's answer. Was all the way in left field to where Stephen A's going hysterical. Molly is like, what the just happened? And everybody's looking at Chris Mad Dog Russo as if to say, why is he here? Can I cancel my ESPN subscription, please? Can I I, I just cancel that? So Chris Russo says, Era Parsegan. (laughs) Era Parsegan is the greatest coach college football coach of all time, Era Parsegan, formerly of Notre Dame. He's better than Nick Saban, Era Parsegan. And no offense to Parsegan, good coach, good coach, great coach even. Eh, this guy doesn't hold a candlestick to coach Saban, absolutely not. And to follow the point, let's get into the nuts and bolts of the information, shall we? So, on screen, we have Era Parsegan's numbers and Nick Saban's numbers for your viewing pleasure right there. Appreciate you, John, pulling those up. So, Era Parsegan coached Notre Dame for 11 years, 1964 to 74, 11 years. He had a record of 95-17-4. Good a record. For you mathematicians out there, that's a winning percentage of 81.9. In 11 seasons, Era Parsegan, 2.0. National Championships 1966 and 1973. He had three 10-win seasons in 11 years. That's Eric Parsegan. Nick Saban, in his first 11 years at Alabama, because he's still coaching, Parsegan's not, Coach Saban, from 2007 to 2017, was his first 11 years. Coach Saban's winning percentage, 86.8%, 86.8%, higher than Parsegan's of 81.9. Coach Saban, his first 11 years, five national championships, more than Parsegan, who had two. Sabin, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017. Saban, in his first 11 seasons, had 10, 10-plus 10 win seasons, 10 versus Eric Parsegan, who only had three. Saban, way better than uh, Era Parsegan. And getting into now, Parsegan. Okay? Par- and, 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 and so, Chris Russo's argument is, well, it's easier to win at Alabama. Look what our Nick Saban has. It's easier to win at Alabama. Tell that to Bill Curry and Ray Perkins, or Ray Perkins and Bill Curry, who could not win a national championship after Paul B. O'Brien. Talk to those two, how easy it is in Alabama. But yeah, tell it to uh, Mike Debose, Dennis Franchoni, Mike Shula, who didn't win a national championship after Jane Stylis. Talk to those guys. And we're going to say that Alabama was easy because championships were won before Nick Saban. Uh, championships were won in Notre Dame before Era Parsega and after Era Parsega. I mean, before Eric Parsega, Newt, Newt Rodney won championships. Frank Leahy won championships. Lou Holtz won a championship winning in 91. So, if we're going to say it's easy in Alabama, <laughs> darn easy, in Notre name, because championships were won before Eric Parsega, and championship was won after Eric, Eric Parsega. I mean, the guy's a good coach. Good coach. But he doesn't want a candlestick to Nick Saban. I mean, speaking of Eric Parsega, College football was uh, simpler during Parsegan's time. It was simpler. It was much simpler. The scheme was simple. Recruiting was simple. You, you didn't have a whole bunch of teams on TV, national TV at the time. It was simpler. The scheme was simpler. for they were a Parcaga, and, and even with that, Parcaga coached in the same, uh, re- same time as Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant has more national championships than Parsega. Six to two. Uh, Bear, it's better than Parsega is. But uh, I don't want to bring oh, Bear, Bear Bryant to this. This is safe and, and Parsega time. So it was simpler. The time was simpler with Parsega. And the pressure of being at Notre Dame was so huge, Parsega retired after 11 seasons and never coached football again. He retired just because the pressure of being the Notre Dame head coach. And I get it. It's Notre Dame. They value their academics over football. It's touchdown Jesus. It's the Golden Dome. I get it. But he retired after 11 years because of the pressure. Nick Saban is in a whole different landscape of college football. Nick Saban revived Alabama from the college football graveyards. He took, took the nails that was the Alabama football program and revived it to where you can't even open a national championship sentence without starting with Alabama. Proud of Nick Saban, Alabama endured sanctions. Alabama endured scandals. Alabama endured loss of scholarships. Alabama endured six seasons of losing to Auburn. Alabama endured a lot before Nick Saban got this thing rolling here in uh, 2008. And in today's college football climate, you're dealing with recruiting is way different than what it was back then, way different now. You're dealing with recruiting. You're dealing with losing coaches. You're reshuffling your staff every year. You're dealing with losing players to the NFL draft and retooling players every year. You're dealing with the transfer portal. Every year now, now here's NIM. You got that monster to deal with, and Saban, like a chameleon, has adapted, adjusted, redefined himself every single year. Parcagin quit because the pressure too much. Nick Saban, I love the pressure. It makes me younger. Saban told ESPN, "Chris low today, I'm a young man. I'm like a young man, and he turned 71." Halloween of this year, and he intends to coach to the remainder of his contract extension, which is to 2030. Saban has been here darn near two decades. He, he enters his 16th season just at Alabama. His coaching tenure alone a long list of years, where he's been at. And Chris Russo, Chris Russo, era parsee, <laughs> better than Nick. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Nick Saban has changed everything about college football. It's gotten to a point where people are waiting. Will he leave yet? Will he retire yet? Is he going to go now? Can he please leave now? Tired of seeing Nick Saban. You got coaches telling recruits, Nick is going to retire soon. He's going to retire soon. He's going to retire soon. Why? Because they're tired of seeing Saban on top. And Saban just keeps saying I love it here! I love it here! More challenges! More intensity! Bring me more! It makes me younger! I'm not going nowhere! Young 70. Nick Saban. More championships than Parsagan. More longevity than Parsagan. Better winning percentage than Parsagan. More 10 win seasons than Parsagan. And he's mastered all the forms of college football. Parsagan, once Notre Dame got too tough, left. Never coached again. He's good. He's good. But he does not hold a candlestick at all to coach Saban. Chris Russo. Oh, my word. Wow. But, folks, as always, I had to get that off my chest. But, as always, you want the best in news, notes, information, entertainment here on your favorite program, that being Alabama football. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone app store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you got the Android phone. For your audio needs, check us out iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. The good and gracious Lord C. spit Spen- I'll be back on Monday to kick off game week, giving you your Bama information. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, the we own the fourth quarter.com. That link in the description as well. Guys, shout out my man Chris Franklin, NJ.com, covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Coming on here to talk about Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and the joint practices between the eagles and the dolphins got to appreciate you the outstanding fans of bama football all the love the support the phone calls and all that you contribute making this your show your network platform channel and space to talk bama i even gotta thank my outstanding producer in the other room my man john aubrey doing his thing our own associate producer eli ricks eli walker not eli it's my bad eli walker had today off today but you know eli does an outstanding job as well when he is in here and wishing him an outstanding weekend but until next time folks husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children continue doing the right thing fun thing smart thing good thing legitimate thing to not be bored we got the weekend here Enjoy that weekend. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man Stephen M. Smith. We got game week next week. But until next time, folks, you've been listening to My Own Words.